Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome to In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano, here with Realtor Extraordinaire, Manny Strickland. How are you doing today, Manny? Doing good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So I brought Manny on today because he comes from a background of sales and he switched over to real estate what was it, a, two or three years ago? Two years ago, started the process longer than that, but probably started getting into it uh, August of 2020. It would have been like right during the pandemic area. Great time to start. Love to see it. <laughs> so how are you liking real estate so far? Uh, honestly, I absolutely love it. Just doing all the years of sales that I've done. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been doing this sales since I was 18. I'm 33. So I have 15 years of exactly sitting in stores, being in a mall, sitting in a box day to day and stuff mm. like that. And uh, making money is cool, but it's even better when you can actually do it on your own time. Exactly. And not have to worry about someone lording over you the entire time trying to push their uh, agendas on you. You exactly. know, you can kind of work on your own time, right. do stuff the way you want to do and run your own business, which mm. I think is super important overall, especially now with the fact that no one wants to work for somebody else, you know? Ah, no one nobody. wants a boss. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy having a mentor, yeah. I don't want a boss over my shoulder telling me what I'm supposed to do yeah. all the time, knowing in some cases I know more than you do. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not doing all that. In most cases. In, most in, cases. in some cases. I'm not going to say most. I'm not that damn good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you came, so you came from uh, cell phone sales. Yeah. And what got you into cell phone sales? I got yanked to a kiosk. As mm. anyone know, you already know the hand wave. Hey, man, let me talk to you for a second. Yep. Reeled me in because I was an idiot and like 20 years old and didn't have a cell phone at the time. I mean, oh, you gotta okay. think this is what, 2009? Mm -hmm. So it's not like everyone just had something unless you had like a sidekick or something like that. <laughs> the sidekick, yes. You know, listen, I, <laughs> I pushed plenty of those in my day. It was like work. So I'm just sitting there and uh, <laughs> you gotta get, you know, my buddy Pat pulls me in, he's a friend of me now, um, you know, just going over everything, got me to sign up for a phone. The more I talked to him, he was like, I see you all the time. What do you do? And I was working at finish line literally around the corner at the time. Yeah. Told him what I was getting into. He's like, have you thought about doing sales over here? Little do I know it's only because they didn't have nobody. You know how that uh, shit goes. Yes, so yes, trying yes. to fill out the staff, try to get a referral thing real quick mm -hmm. and get paid. Um, so they pulled you in to employ you, not to sell you a phone. Oh, no. That, he, that motherfucker pulled me in to sell me a phone. <laughs> 100%. I just also happened to get a job out of it. Uh -huh. um, so it ended up working out good. Um, so I started out just at T-Mobile, working in the kiosk by myself 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, just because anybody I worked with always, you know, you're a senior guy. You just skip out, yeah. hit the golf course, something else, and just leave, a, leave me to the wolves. Yep. That's <laughs> how it goes all the time. Out at Marketplace at that. So not always uh, <laughs> the best place. experience. Um, well, from T-Mobile to Sprint, worked at Sprint for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I know that's where I started meeting you through once I was phasing out of that. Yep. Um, you know, kept it up at finish time, became a manager, stayed in sales over the years through college, getting out of college and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a couple of buddies that worked at AT&T. You know how that thing goes and just ended up getting right in there for six years. <laughs> so did you uh, did you like doing cell phone sales for a minute or did you always kind of like know this wasn't it? I like sales, mm -hmm. which is super weird because I never thought I'd like it. You know, just, Why is that? you know me, I've always kind of been introverted to myself at least, or at least I see myself as that. You wouldn't yeah. know because all everyone says I do is talk my ass off and yeah. do whatever. But uh, I was a very shy, quiet kid through middle school, high school, started out in college. I wasn't doing nothing too crazy. But the more I got into sales, I realized I enjoy helping people. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy talking to people in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and I like.
like making money. So it's sales, as we all know, you kind of make your own paycheck and it made yeah. it easier that way. Like, all right, I can just talk to people on a daily basis and help them out and get paid. That's stupid. Why would I not want to do that? Right. Like exactly. I'm talking to a professor at RIT and he's talking about making, you know, 55,000 a year. I'm like, bro, I, I make more than you. Yeah. I'm exactly. living in a dorm. And the same for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that 100%. Was, uh, I was all set with college at that point. Absolutely. <laughs> that was, yeah. And that's the thing too with uh with sales in general, like me being in sales too, like you dictate how much you make. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can go into work, like especially with what you're doing, you can go in and just be like or in your case you probably don't even gotta come in. It's just like fuck it, I don't feel like it today. And then yeah. you just know you gotta double down the next day, next couple of days, you gotta really work your ass off to come back from it. Right. But it's like you're not there for the hourly. So you you get as much as you work for, yeah. which is a dope concept if you have that kind of drive. It's honestly refreshing. Like working at all these mall stores or retail being stuck, literally a box. You know how it is day to day. You go yeah. in, there's glass windows. You can see outside. Everyone's having fun. It's 90 degrees. What a time to be alive. And you're just fucking twiddling your thumbs at a table while Mr. and Mrs. are mad about their cell phone bill and something that someone messed up in Buffalo 30 days ago. And yeah. now you're sitting there cleaning up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not, this is for the birds. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm all set on this. I'm in my 30s. Like, I'm not going to sit here and continue to do this for somebody else. Like now, after I got into real estate, being able to take my time, like you said, I could work from home if I want to. Half the time I end up working from the bar, chilling out with my friends and stuff like that, just yeah. because it never stops. I'm taking calls at eight, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm pacing around outside wishing I had my computer so I could type shit up and yeah. it's like alright but you grind and put in these hours now so that I don't have to do that five years from now exactly I want to be able to enjoy my time enjoy the rest of my 30s you know enjoy yeah. my friends and my family and do stuff that's not holidays getting double time on Thanksgiving you want to be in the mall at 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving you want to be at dinner yeah exactly you I'm know out. what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I was um, I actually got a phone call from my buddy, Brian Oman, who works at a house capital right next door. Um, yeah. Worked with me at AT&T for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting a tattoo, literally just calls me, I pick up the phone, because I normally ignore him, because he talks forever. And I'm, <laughs> I'm serious, man. I can have a 45 minute conversation with him every time I pick up the phone. Love him to death, though. Um, so I'm sitting there getting stenciled, and I pick up the phone, like, hello, what's going on? And he literally opens his mouth, he's like, have you done your fucking real estate work yet? And I was, and at the time, I was like, no. No, there's a lot of been fucking around, like doing everything else in this world, and it kind of mm-hmm. like, gave me that kickstart. Like, all right, yeah, I should probably do this. Let me get on it. This is Wednesday. Went to Pittsburgh that weekend. I got back Sunday. I enrolled in a real estate course Monday. So now we're talking mid February, getting in the swing of things. Then three weeks later, a pandemic hit. I don't know something about COVID. Everything shut down. It was I heard re- of that. Yeah. Really wild. Two weeks stop the spread. You know. <laughs> And finally getting Two out years of it. later. We beat COVID, everybody. <laughs> let's, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, yeah, so I guess I picked the perfect time to get into something like that. Right. Um, it did work out in a way because I was already trying to phase myself out of cell phone sales. So I'm like, all right, I'll do the course for a couple months. Do my thing at home. If it's slow, I'll try to work something out on the side. Yeah. And I'll be out of this, you know. I'll do a part-time. Come next year, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic had other ideas. So did AT and T. If you don't know, we all lost like eighty percent of our friends and family that worked with us for a long time. Yeah. Um, in a way, I was part of that coin. There were some other things that were going around, but yeah. it all happened at the perfect time. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. So now I went from having fifty hours a week at work to having zero hours a week at work, where I could just sit and bang out the course and test and everything out, go through everything I had to do. 
um, until I got stuck with, uh, what are we talking about? The, um, the testing facilities, because of COVID, nobody oh, was open. Oh, yeah. So I finished the course, I'm like, cool, I'm gonna go take my test. It's gonna be awesome. I'm like, well, you need a proctored exam, which means you need to be in person, mm-hmm. and all the centers are closed. So I had to waste 45 days waiting for a place to finally open so I can go take that test. Yeah. So that I can then wait to get the results from that to schedule a state test. They weren't doing state tests mm. because of COVID. So I had to wait another 30 days on top of that. At this point, half the Jeez. shit I thought I knew, I no longer remember. Yeah. So I'm trying to cram before every exam just to get all the real estate stuff down pat. And got everything passed both tests first time through. So I'll take Impressive. it. Allegedly, 60% of people fail on their first time taking a test. I was part of it. And then on the state test. So, I mean, at least you're halfway there. You don't got to worry about it anymore at that point, you know? (laughs) That test, bro, it was... So, I did the in-person class and in-person test. Mm -hmm. And when I did the in-person class, it's just like, I don't know, bro. Like, learning for me, just like trying to learn shit for me is like so difficult. I did the in-person and then I signed up for the online course. And Mm -hmm. I literally just like couldn't retain shit. And then I took the test. On, from the in-person, mm-hmm. I failed the first time, and then <laughs> I, fa- test I is a bitch, bombed bro. it, bro. That test is the worst. But at first, they don't give you a score. So yeah. you don't know how bad you really fail. So you're just sitting there like, so what did I do? <laughs> in the in-person, it was, so I went to, uh, what's it, the Greater Rochester Real, uh, yeah, the GRAR? Yeah, yeah, I went there, and I took the test over there. I think it's, like, in uh, Pittsburgh or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I failed the first time. And what's cool is they give you the test that you failed. And you can look over it again. I did not know that. Yeah. And it was like, so it was cool. Like, I got it. And I'm like, okay, I know everything that I failed. I'm going to memorize what I didn't didn't get right. And then they let you go and take it again the same day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, word. So I went in and I took the test again. I'm thinking, I passed. I might mm-hmm. not have got 100, but I passed. Right. I failed by a point. I was tight. Because I couldn't take it again. Now I got to pay for the class again. I failed by like a point or two. And I'm like... Bro, I was like 21, 22 at the time. I was mad as fuck. I was mad as a bitch. And then I just like slowly just descended back into cell phone sales. I was like, oh my I mean, God. We've, we've all tried to get out of cell phone sales for yeah. some reason or another. At some point, you're in that job like, yo, I'm not trying to do this right now. Absolutely. What Anything was your reason? What was your real? What was it? What was like that? The thing that made you like, fuck this? Um, honestly, it ended up being a lot of the hours in your own time that you have. Like, um, Especially me as someone that like I'm bipolar, you know, bipolar two, always struggle with mental illness and stuff yeah. like that. So I hated that if I was having a day I had to go to work. No matter what type of day I had, good or bad, I had to wake up, roll out of bed, and go to work. Mm-hmm. And then in some cases, even though you're scheduled till six, you might not get out till eight or nine. So whatever plans you had just got shot to hell. Absolutely. There's no you can do Every about time. it. Now you gotta be or then you know, it's that good old boat shift, that nine to nine. Yup. You close and you come back the next morning. I'm already having a day, so only time I have to do is go home, sleep, and then wake up again. Mm-hmm. I'm all set. I really wasn't feeling that after a while. Yeah. And just um, I had a couple different friends um, that was in real estate: James Gray, Julie Oman, you know, um, Brian's wife. They were always killing it, doing good, and I could see the success that they were having. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's hard work, but you can do that. Like, there's no reason you've done sales all your life. Yeah, exactly. How can you, and you always succeeded, so what's one more? You do <laughs> all this other dumb shit going on, so ain't nothing harder than that. Yeah, 100%. So you might as well just jump in there. And, yeah. And like Flynn, next thing you know, continued through everything, passed the test somehow, first time, both times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I got my test and I was actually on the phone with Julian Bryan at the time just telling him like oh I passed like this is awesome cool mm-hmm. like oh we'll get you in touch with like uh, my broker let him know he's always looking for new talent I'm like alright cool yeah give him my information mm-hmm. that's cool that doesn't bother me none I'm still on the phone with them he leaves me a voicemail within 15 minutes Damn. so now I'm like alright am I gonna squander a possible job opportunity like do I just sit around and collect unemployment and just like chill or do I actually like hop into something I was like alright man that's cool it's what 11 o'clock I could be there at 1 mm. oh so you jumped right in I jumped right in but I fucked up because I also forgot I lost like 50 pounds so I'm trying to try on every pair of dress clothes I have nothing fits <laughs> I'm speeding out to Marshall's mm. and Joseph A. Banks trying to get a, a blazer or something so I look good cuffs are down to here because I had to get something way shorter than I needed to um, you know he told me about everything uh, Norchard the company what it works for what mm. was going on and um I had already talked to some other companies, so after getting word from him about how everything was going on, I automatically signed up, just because I, I knew it was a great fit to me, you know, mm-hmm. locally owned, veteran-owned place, real family-like atmosphere, you know, it's small, there's not a million people right. in your office taking up everybody's time. If I need to ask a question, I can ask a question. Yeah. I'm going to get an answer one way or another, and it's a little more personable. Yeah. Which As I opposed work, to like a large one where it's just like your I've number. worked for enough large companies, and I've been a number a million times. I don't like it. It's yeah. fucking trash. I'm good on that. Exactly. So I signed everything that day, started in the office, like gave me any tools and things I needed to get started and just rolled on from there. Damn. So what made you, what made you like, so starting out, obviously you don't have really a pipeline. Not at all. So how did you, how did you start that? Like how did, did was it like networking to everyone you knew or was it like, did you pay for ads? Like how'd that go? Um, a little bit of everything. A lot of it comes from most time, especially work for the company. Um, part of your dues and stuff helps pay for leads. So you just get cold leads in the system, cold call people, see if anyone's clicking on the website or something like that, just to gauge somebody's interest and see where they're at, see yeah. how everything is. You know, and if not, you just strike out onto the next one, onto the next one. Mm-hmm. I pay for some Facebook ads. You know, I like Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. Mm. I have a like to think at least a pretty decent social media presence. So mm-hmm. being able to share that stuff with my friends and family and know that they're gonna share it and get it back, that's what I cared about more than anything was word of mouth. Yeah. Cause anyone that has worked with me in the past, whether it was a client, so I'm AT&T, finish sign, anything like that, are still in my life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are telling other people what I was getting into. I'm still dropping off my cards at AT&T like they didn't let me go. It's in every, <laughs> every drawer to every table. There's a stack on my face on it, man. Just throwing them out. I'm back five hours later like, fuck this. You're not going to just waste my cards. I exactly. spent money on this. About to get every single one of these. Um, and it just started rolling. Like you get one lead that comes in for, you know, a console. You start talking to them, get them signed up. And it's like, okay, that's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Like. Talking on the phone for me has always been something that I almost have struggle with, but I can't stand it. Like, if yeah. you can't tell me from Adam over the phone, mm-hmm. I'm just some regular schmo at that point. Like, you have no clue who I am or what I'm about. Yeah. So being absolutely like, get somebody down in front of you in person or at a showing and talk to them and see what's going on mm. makes everything way easier. Yeah. Because if not, you're just, you are a number again at that point. Like, Absolutely. Who, what makes you different from me and the realtor if it wasn't for my personality and what I do? You yeah, know what I'm saying? exactly. It's not always in, even about standing out as much as, like, what can you do for somebody and is that going to carry over? Like, yeah. anyone can do something crazy or, like, do whatever. It's bad enough that I'm covered in tattoos trying to show houses out in parenting and shit like that. Um, <laughs> God, it's nothing worse than trying to... I was, I was trying wondering to about it, that. Bro, imagine being at someone's house at 8 o'clock at night. I'm an idiot, so I'm dressed in all black, hand tattoos, with a flashlight, trying to work your combination lock on a door. 
like, all right, calling the police. You got no business being here. Dude, I, I actually, I, <laughs> bro, I wondered about that because, like, obviously you're showing houses all over the place. Yeah. You're tatted the fuck up. Yeah, Like, bad. the fuck up. Yeah. And you being mixed. Yeah. Like, so you showing houses out on the east side, I'm like, how's that go? Like, your clientele is bait pretty much. All it, over the place. It's is really, it all over the place now? So, my, I mean, I've got first time homebuyer that people have had two or three homes that I sold, all age groups, races, genders, whole nine yards. Like, Jesus. Because it's all about getting in front of me, man. We've worked with how many people over the years? I mean, you got to think of the people you talk to on a daily basis. You know, yeah. brother's a bartender. I'm in and out of places all the time. I live on Park Ave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you start blending in at that point. It makes things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those situations are weird because you get in, and I've had neighbors come from across the street. Hey, what are you doing? Showing this house, man. Like, what's... You got a problem? Am I, the only, am I the only person that's been in and out of this driveway today? I'm confused. Like, what are we talking about? Why are people in and out of this house? <laughs> Man, well, there's a for sale sign literally in the front yard. Mm-hmm. There's somebody's picture on it and everything. There's a phone number you can call. You can do whatever you want. Like, what do we... If this is a nuisance. I'm like, ma'am, I'm out. We're not going to keep doing this. Yeah, thing. exactly. We're in the house. Like, I'm not going to sit here and deal with 100%. people like this, you know? Yeah. So nothing too crazy outside of the old, like, my favorites. Like, oh, you're the realtor? I'm like, listen, just because I wear Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> cut off ah. jeans, shorts, and my tattoos out. Doesn't mean I'm not a realtor. Oh, you are comfor- the guy. I'm just comfortable. Yeah, like, 100%. Where I went to, I still remember, I was taking um, pictures for a listing with someone. I came out like an idiot. I just had a tattoo appointment. So I have a giant bandage on my leg. Didn't ink, give a ink, shit. Ink all of- I mean, I did, but I had to be there. What was I going to do? Not show up? True. I didn't have time to go home. And it was mm-hmm. right around the corner. So I'm like, all right. Fuck it. Hoodie, shorts, blood and ink coming down my leg. Crocs. Crocs. <laughs> Stupid. And I'm there like, did you get hurt? I'm like, no. Just some more. Just some more ink. Nothing to see here, folks. You know, go to photographer of Blam Bam. You know, keep it moving. How you doing? Out the door. But uh, it's, I mean, I would think that being the day and age where now stuff like that's more open. Absolutely. And I'm glad because there have been people. I did have one lady that's like, why would you do that shit to your body? Like poking my hand and stuff like that. And I'm like. Just got to sit there. I'm like, I like art. Like, what do you want? I'm, nah, I don't just sit there for nothing. You know this. I was like, ah, you know, I like art. Like, this is, you know, she's like. Or just why don't you do paintings or something like that? I'm like, because I can't draw a stick figure for shit. <laughs> and, you want me to, best thing. and you want me to sit here and paint on walls? Like, man, this is not Mm-mm. not that type of dude. So yeah. this is what I go through. You know what I'm saying? That was the last time I saw her. But so do you? Uh, so you typically don't get any real like kickback because I feel like you're you're like the new age realtor. You know what I'm saying? Like every time you think of a realtor, you think of like suit and tie, older dude. Yeah. Um, been doing it for like 40 years mm-hmm. and then there's you you know 30 years old tatted up dressed in clothes that kids our age would wear yeah and it's like dude that's just how it sh- I feel like that's that's a new thing so and I feel like in, if you're dealing with older people it can hurt you sometimes but like I always tell you you dress for the people you're working with right if I needed to dress up I got plenty of that that's not a problem you know mm-hmm. thankfully like I restocked all that after I got had to had to, but I also like my personality is who I am, mm-hmm. and as I said, like I'm selling myself to somebody. Anyone can fill out a contract, have a lawyer, and just put out fires. Realistically speaking, if you have the nerve for it, anyone can do that. Yeah. But like for me to actually like show up and talk to somebody where I talk to them, mm-hmm. not dumb things down and be myself. Like you said, like if you see me hoodie, Carhartt jacket. Yeezy's boots, like it doesn't matter. Like I'll pop up. However, like I said, I've literally shown up in Hawaiian shirts, 
and joggers, Ray-Bans on all over the place, absolutely manic on, like, coffee, like, <laughs> quad espresso shot from Sasso, like, just wild. But, like, I I like to try to foster that, like you said. Like, and it's not even, like, being a new age thing, but, like, why am I going to be something that I'm not? Yeah. If I'm lying to you, you're not going to buy nothing from me anyway. Cause That's I'm lying. a fact. So, I'd rather wear the clothes I want to and at least keep it respectable. So, like I said, yeah. The Hawaiian shirts are a gimmick. Love them to death. But, like, other than that, I do dress somewhat normal. But, like mm. you said, within our 38 age group of, like, where we're at. I got all these shoes. I'm going to wear them. I'm not going to put them to waste. It's That's right. fucking stupid. And, I mean, if you're dealing with someone who's around our age, even shit, even, like, 40, 50. Like, you sh- they, they'll probably see you and be like, they, all right, where? I'm like, shit, that's dope. Where'd you get it? They didn't dress in a suit and tie all their life. Yeah. Some of them might have, but the rest of them, like, if you're a hard-working person, you know it's sweatpants on the weekends, your work clothes during the week. That's right. Because I want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm trying to go to showings in sweatpants and hoodies all the time. But? But if it's Sunday, like, I'm on Sunday, you don't wear jeans on Sundays. That's a, <laughs> that's a wild That's a wild thing to do. Like, exactly. Like, I'm good. So, right. You know, it is what it is, but I think that my clients and people I work with appreciate me for that Mm -hmm. because I'm not there to do something that I'm not. Like, I'd rather be me and continue to, you know, sell myself or whatever it may be, but at least keep it genuine. Absolutely. And just work from there. You're not always going to be the best fit for the person that's in front of you. That's Mm -hmm. a real estate flashback. Like, it's not going to, you're not going to work with everybody. And if that's the case... I let people know, like, if you think it's going to be a thing where we can work, that's cool. If not, there's other people in my office that you might have a better fit for, you know, to work with them, kick a referral fee, and keep yeah, it moving. But I've been good with everybody, yeah. so I have never run into that issue, thankfully, you know, knock on wood. Sooner or later, I'm sure it'll happen, but until then, I'm going to continue to just keep it moving and doing what I got to do. Okay, yeah. So how do, you, how do you like doing the real estate? Like, now that you're in it... Mm-hmm. Now that you're not clocking in anymore, now that you're not answering to some higher up saying that your numbers aren't on par with what they should be based on the traffic that you're getting in your doors and all that bullshit, <laughs> how, uh, how are you liking this where it's all self-dependent? Like, you're not getting an hourly. How do you like that? You just gave me a flashback to Vietnam. Man. That's <laughs> you for that. That's a, have you looked at your numbers today? Like, man, I'm not looking at this traffic counter anymore. Absolutely not. Um, but honest, it's a, it's been a blessing. Um, it can be a little difficult at times because you have to have that accountability. Yeah. Like, you, there's no one on your shoulder now telling you to show up at work on time or to do this or get to the office. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of days where I miss a Zoom call or I'm sleeping because I had a day, so I'm still in bed or doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I try to be here, you know, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, reach out to the clients I do have be available for calls and everything else mm-hmm. um, before I go out and do any showings during the day. You know, it's a lot of catching up with clients in the morning, emailing people, working on social media probably like an early afternoon. Yeah. And then after that, any showings you have or people getting out of work at 4 or 5. So I went out to Greece at 3.30 today, mm-hmm. done at 5.30, slid back out here, chill with you and chop it up. And then that's my day. But there are some days if it's slower, I don't have clients, so I just fiddle my Sitting here like, yo, what am I supposed to do today other than play right. PlayStation? Like, am I supposed to sit on FanDuel and just gamble all day? It's like, I mean, you could. It was Definitely a college football option. day. I Absolutely. did take three hours off today. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, a whole, a, just a smidge. That's a but that's nut. cool that you can do that because you got to think. I keep using that analogy, being in a box. Yeah. There is nothing worse than sitting at a job where you just have someone on you all the time. And you're looking outside and you can see what's going on and you can't leave. 
or as a blizzard, as a national winter emergency, and you still had to get up, shovel your car out, and go to work. Right. Now, being able to, if I have a day, go to the office a little later, uh-huh. have lunch here, or bring people around. Yeah. It's way easier, and it is on my time. So if I do have some other stuff going on, like I try to work around it as best as possible. But thankfully, all my friends and family are supportive of Fag and Horn. Like, hey, man, uh, I know we have plans, but if you got to take that call, like run out for a little bit, do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, which is cool. And that was a big struggle at first, though, too. You got to watch how you give your time accordingly. Because I've had clients text me at 1 o'clock in the morning. Wild. For fucking what? I don't know. What happened at AT and T, dude? That shit ain't nothing new. But oh yeah, that, you guys had the AT and T like but corporate still, phones. Fuck that, nah. Bro, it was worse. But um, my number don't go out to nobody. Listen, we've all made that mistake here and there. Um, but it's happened. Like someone was giving me like a real estate question, and I'll answer. I'm like, I didn't expect you to answer me. I didn't expect you to text me. So here we are. You Surprise. know what I'm saying? So you have to set that boundary. Like after a certain while, I'll tell people like I'm not answering my phone past 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, if it's an emergency and you double text me and call me, I'll pick up. But like. I would appreciate if you didn't reach out to me on OBS like past a certain time because you have to, I have to have that time for myself to recharge and like get through the day, see things, eat dinner and all that stuff. So I'd rather have that time like, all right, this is my hard cutoff point. I'm up at seven for the most part in the morning anyways. Mm-hmm. You have a great chunk of the day that you can get a hold of me. If you can't get a hold of me in 13 hours, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're doing something wrong at that point. Something you should manage your time better. Stop working days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you figure it out. Uh, so... With uh, you you mentioned your mental health mm-hmm. and all that stuff, um, and then you also mentioned that you are introverted. Yeah. So how do you, how does how does the mental health like how do you manage your mental health in a in in an industry where you need to be, from my outside looking in perspective, probably mm-hmm. the most charismatic person that people talk to.